TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews alongside Mark Cox. This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory in De Pere. They have a huge Sig Sauer sale going on for the month of December. So think holiday shopping uh, deals you will not get anywhere else. you got to go in to see them. And really the knowledge base they offer at Razorback Armory is really way better than just a gun store. Check them out. RazorbackArmory.com for their address. And tell Jesse and Brad that Bo sent you in to Razorback Armory. Yeah, Armory. sounds Mark, good. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, Bo. You know, I'm just thinking the uh, the holiday season is coming up and how cool it would be to uh, to be able to add a gun to to my uh, uh, collection, a very small collection Ooh. if you're with the ATF and you're listening. But uh, <laughs> uh, how, about a, how about a raffle? You know any good raffles that are going on right now? Buddy, we are getting down to the wire. The first drawing of the Year of Guns gun raffle is December 15th, and we are going to do a drawing on January 15th, February 15th, all the way through next year. It's a $100 ticket. This uh, raffle is cool because there's only 250 tickets sold, Mark Cox, and you do have your ticket. I have my ticket. Thank you. And, and if you win, it stays in for all the other drawings. That's the cool part of this unique uh, Year of Guns gun raffle for the Eureka Police Officer Support Fund. If you would like to get a ticket, you can go to Facebook, Eureka Police Officer Support Fund, or contact me through Facebook, and we can Venmo or PayPal money and, and get your ticket secured because the drawing first one is December 15th, and these are all really high-end guns. You saw the list. You know. I did. I did. So, did uh, you ha- what's that? Do you already have all of them? Do you already have uh, no, all of those? No, I, I, there, there are several in there I saw. <laughs> in fact, I think I pointed out the specific handguns I was interested in. Uh, but I, I would take any any and or all of them. I guess I could win 12 months in a row. That'd be fantastic. You know what? You really could. I mean, that is hard to believe. But <laughs> the odds are not in your you favor. More than one, for sure. I would, be, the odds have got to be so much better than like any lottery you've ever been in because there are only 250 tickets in the pot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, a, that's great. Who, who's doing the uh, – you doing the drawing in like uh, in person at the uh, police department? Every oh, buddy, I, I have no idea what that oh. I don't know how that works. We, we're not going to have a camera crew like Mark Cox did at the range <laughs> with his big drawing. He had hair and makeup people, and his son had to go out and get him some new some <laughs> new makeup. At, I heard that story. <laughs> the Mac counter. My son was horrified go. by that when he was a kid. I worked at Channel 4 News. Mm-hmm. I was the morning news anchor. And when they went to those HD cameras years ago, that you can see every wrinkle. You can see every hair out of place. It and, knocked a lot of people out of the business. Well, it might have. But they did bring a consultant in who said, okay, here's here <laughs> for those of you who are who are uh, not ever going to be makeup artists, but you have to apply your own makeup. Here's a product you can use. Happened to be made by Mac, I think, M-A-C. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever I would need more of it, I would go to Macy's. They had a little counter there, and you could go get the exact color you needed and all that. I was at the store one day with my son, who's probably eight, maybe nine years old. <laughs> and uh, he's like, where are we going, Dad? I'm like, i got to buy something here at Macy's. Come on in. We, we walked up to that counter. He goes, we're at a makeup counter. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, need, I needed to work. He was, he was kind of horrified by the whole thing. He was traumatized to this day. And then he went to high school and he realized, yeah, it's not, there are a lot of girls there. I do have to tell you that you, you, you may not even realize this, but for over 20 years, uh, you and yeah. I were on the same TV station. Do you remember this? Because I've been in the makeup chair. When I had hair, at, I was in the at makeup chan- and hair ch- chair. Channel 4 for the, um, for what? For the country music show we did? Yeah. Yeah, on the weekends, right? Yes. St. Louis Country Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. Yes, ten thirty. And then, but I you weren't in that makeup chair because they recorded that out at the uh, at Wild the Country, actual Wild Country, right? We had hair and makeup people out there. Oh. They would they were remotely they'd come out. But I always thought it was weird. TV was weird because when they got rid of the budgets for hair and makeup, yeah. Then they went to HD and put you know everybody. I'm like, what? I look at this in the mirror. This is not good. <laughs> Bo, there was there was never, to my knowledge, I started at Channel Four in 1993, and and very quickly I was anchoring weekends. I was there about six months before I started anchoring the weekend show, and then I moved to mornings in about 1995. To my knowledge, there was never a makeup budget. They never had makeup artists in that place ever. <laughs> Except maybe, for all I know, years ago, uh, Larry Connors and Julius Hunter and those folks. Robin. Steve Schiff. Maybe at some point they had a makeup person because it was a CBS-owned and operated TV station Mm -hmm. for a long time. KMOX TV. And then it had been sold by the time I got there. It had been sold. So maybe all that went away then. I don't know. I've never had a makeup person, ever. Well, I can say this, that uh, when we put together St. Louis Country, the video, dance, TV, nightclub show, they knew that all of us had a face for radio. radio. So we need a budget for her makeup. <laughs> I enjoyed and, watching uh, that. This, I always marveled because I was never with the person that could do the line dance stuff. I just was never coordinated <laughs> enough. They were I didn't, so good at it. They were very good at it. Do you know how confused people are right now listening to this program? I thought this was Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. What are we talking about makeup tips? We're talking about cowboys. Yeah, that's true. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, we music. Are. Nice save. Nice save. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, are you done Christmas shopping, speaking of? Um, you know what? I'm at the stage in life where Christmas shopping is pretty easy for me, Bo, because my lovely wife, who I love dearly, Mm-hmm. has taken care of almost all of that. So really, even for her, she told me in advance what she wants and even ordered it. So it just it just <laughs> made it really easy for me. Mine too. And she's she's picked out stuff for the grandkids and the kids and wow, it's going to be a great holiday season. All I got to do is wrap but it you, all. You still got a surprise or something, I right? know, I know. So I'm not going to talk about that on the radio. Though. My wife's going to be very <laughs> surprised at the present that she picked out which was a chainsaw she said she wanted a chainsaw for christmas and you're mentioning this because she doesn't listen to second amendment radio on the great outdoors right she does but she know she know she told me she wanted a chainsaw so when did she mention this every time we do something in the yard interesting (laughs) we need a chainsaw fine i'll get you a chainsaw for christmas and she goes yeah good luck with that she doesn't think i'm gonna do it my favorite, my favorite it's Christmas present. It's a trap, presents. Carl. It's a trap. Give me a chainsaw. 
My, my favorite, did my she favorite mention ones. a vacuum cleaner? Because if you buy her a vacuum cleaner, you're in big trouble. I gave her a vacuum cleaner two years ago, and I wrapped it with the with the paper that says uh, his body was found two days later. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> and she thought my, that my was favorite, funny. Though, is yeah, go ahead, Bo. When you when you when you listen to your wife and she mentions something months ago and you retain that, and that's what you get her. That's that's the best gift. Oh, of so all. you do listen. Oh, you did oh listen to me all that time ago. <laughs> she really wants a chainsaw. And so I asked Bo and Mark which chainsaw I should get her, and they both had basically the same answer. So Yes, we did. And I'm going to she's going to be getting that for Christmas. Good. Don't blame well, us. Well, my, my first thought was just hire a guy. You know, can can you get a can you get a, a garden guy or a yard guy? She wants her own staff. chainsaw, Bo. Next she's gonna want oh, a backhoe no. and he better not ask why. <laughs> <laughs> bury my body. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. tougher, guys. You know, uh, we got a great tough. show for you today. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Second Amendment infringement that's going on over in the state of Illinois. And, of course, there was that horrible shooting that happened out at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. And uh, we're going to get to uh, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith on from the National Police Association because – she spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. She knows exactly where that campus is. She She's helped train for situations like that. And I'm looking forward to getting her insight on it as a uh, retired uh, police officer out there. And you know, Bo, there was a story this week in the, I think maybe it was Fox 2 that carried it. Can't swear. I think it was Fox 2 that reported that the city of St. Louis is now... 300 officers down for, for years mm. the number's been in the 200 somewhere it's now hit critical mass they're 300 officers short and they can't according to the police officers association they can't get recruits enough recruits like they they get them in they start the training process some other agency lures them away so they're having a hard time oh. filling those jobs but we still need law and order. At what point can the mayor or the governor call up the National Guard f- to help police the city? Wouldn't that be a good idea? A, a, a great idea. Uh, you know, I think I think under Gabe Gore, the new prosecuting attorney uh, down here in the city, I think they're making some inroads because the key to all of this is after you catch the criminals, you got to lock them up. And we weren't doing that before. So hopefully we're getting some of those hardened people off the streets now, and that's going to make uh, the job a little easier for the offices that are still here. But they have got to get that figured out. There's there's no doubt about that at all. I do remember downtown when I first came to town that, uh, you know, you shopped at, uh, what was it, One City Place Mall, the eight levels or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Nobody comes into St. Louis for shopping for Christmas. That used to be a thing. It's, Chicago it's, used to be a thing. That's anyway. a problem. Ah, All right. Yeah. Crazy. Coming up, uh, we will, uh, we're going to check in with the folks over in central Illinois about a few updates. If you live in Illinois on this assault weapons ban, there's some good news, uh, at least from the national court perspective. We'll get to all that and more coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, uh, welcome back. And, you know, here's here's the good news that happened this week, uh, Bo Matthews, and that is that uh, Amy Coney Barrett of the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear an appeal uh, of, an, of a temporary injunction on the assault weapons ban in Illinois. Oh, man, that yeah, would be great. It is good news because it, it means that the highest court in the land will review this and and hopefully reach the common sense conclusion that they have imposed um, an undue burden on the constitutional rights of every gun owner in the state of Illinois, right? We we have to hope that anyway. In the meantime, J.B. Pritzker marches on and is continuing with this drive to register law-abiding citizens. To force them Which to, I understand they're coming through in droves to get that done, right? <laughs> well, they're, they're they're not, and that's not a surprise <laughs> to anyone. I tell you what, man, there are some some uh, God fearing, law abiding gun owners in Central Illinois who are fighting back, and they're pushing back against this. We had a chance to speak to one of them, uh, Levi Slater, who lives over in Effingham, on this week's edition of Second Amendment uh, Radio. And I I do a segment, of course, every Tuesday called. 2A Tuesday on my show, and we had a chance to talk to Levi Slater this week. If you ban them in the future, the bullets will have been shot and there won't be any more available. So you don't shoot deer with a bullet that size. If you do, you could cook it at the same time. Put that double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. That is without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, there's a little bit of breaking news before I get to my guest here. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear an emergency application seeking an injunction against the Illinois assault weapons ban. That is why, while the appeal is ongoing in this case, the National Association for Gun Rights is the case we're talking about here versus the city of Naperville, and uh, they, they're asking for an injunction against this thing. The, the Second Amendment constitutional rights of every gun owner in Illinois are being trampled right now. And if, if there ever was a case crying for an injunction, a restraining order, this is it. 
So let's hope that was Amy Coney Barrett that agreed to to entertain it, and let's hope that they get that done quickly while this thing works its way through the court system. Now, let me get to Levi Slater, my guest. He's the vice chairman of the Effingham County Republican Central Committee and co-owner of Accuracy Firearms. Uh, Mr. Slater, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have you on here. You know, I, I, I first of all, let me get your reaction to that. The Supreme Court is at least entertaining an injunction in this case. That, that's that's great news. Uh, just like you said, you know, every day that goes on uh, without some type of an injunction or, you know, repealing this law, people's people's constitutional rights in the state of Illinois are just being trampled on. Uh, by an outrageous governor and, and legislature. Well, and and also as a, as a firearms store owner, you're right. I mean, what what did you do? What have you done? If you don't mind me asking, when this thing went into effect with any of these guns that are on this list, did you have to sell them to an out of state dealer somewhere? What what you have to do with them? Well, the first thing we did is uh, we stood up and uh, we joined with uh, Tom DeVore. We were one of the first gun. Uh, stores in the state of Illinois to actually file a lawsuit against uh, Governor Pritzker and Kwame Ra- Raul. Um, so that was the first thing we did is we said we can no longer sit by and just watch this stuff, uh, watch these people chip away at our freedom. So that was the first thing we did. Uh, but ultimately, we still had to, as a business, try to comply with the law. And yeah, uh, you know, we had to take a lot of those items uh, that are so-called banned from this list, these horrible uh, guns that uh, that make no sense when you go through the list, how one can be uh, banned and the other one can't, or vice versa. And we had to remove those, uh, you know, from the store. And uh, we took a loss on revenue on some of those. And to be honest, we're still sitting on them. We're just waiting for uh, the Supreme Court to say, hey, this, this is unconstitutional, Illinois. And uh, when we open things back up for business, we'll move those back out to the to the store. Yeah, I, I remain confident, as you are, that that's what's going to happen. Uh, now, let's talk about the effects of that law. We are just less than, what, about three weeks away from the deadline for people to register those weapons if they own one and get kind of get grandfathered in. But from what I'm seeing, uh, Levi, the number of the percentage of people <laughs> doing that might be a historic low. Pretty abysmal, aren't they? Yeah. I just looked, uh, just checked with the, on the Illinois State Police website this morning before I got on, and you know I'm no statistician, but it uh, looks like less than one percent of Floyd card owners have registered anything. Uh, less than one percent. It was about 4,900 individuals in the state of Illinois have went on there, filled out uh, their affidavit, uh, and registered anything out of 2.4 million uh, Floyd card holders here in the state of Illinois. So. Yeah, abysmal at best. Uh, those numbers are actually kind of laughable. Well, maybe maybe those owners, like like you as a business owner, maybe those gun owners are are waiting as long as they possibly can because they can, if they're registered, they can go on to the website, can't they, and and do the actual registration if they feel like they need to comply. They can, and that's what we've been hearing from the state. You know, when they rolled this out, was well, it's early. It's yeah. early. Yeah. It's early. People can, it's going to be last minute, you know, uh, but I'll be just based on what I'm hearing. Uh, I, I think you're looking at uh, a very large scale civil disobedience here when it comes to uh, this unconstitutional law. I just don't think people are going to do it. And uh, I think they're looking at what are the consequences, you know, uh, down the road if, if something comes to, but 
the thing is, and when you really look at this from from a gun perspective, you know, some of the things that they, they ban, like the Ruger Mark IV light pistol, those were just a twenty two semi-auto pistol. A lot of guys use those for target shooting, small round, no recoil. Those, almost every model had a threaded barrel. And I can't tell you over the years how many of those guns I've sold. Right. And so people aren't registering them. And, or they may not even know that that gun is part of the ban list. So there's been, you know, from the rollout of the law all the way through this registration process, who needs to register? Does law enforcement need to register? Um, you know, there's just so many questions. I've been told that if you thought the bat, the law was bad, read the affidavit uh, for registering the firearms, and that'll leave you with just about as many questions as the bill itself. I'll bet. I'll bet it will. Levi Slater, my guest, vice chair of the Effingham County Republican Central Committee, co-owner of Accuracy Firearms. What happens next? Correct me if I'm wrong. I seem to remember having somebody on from Effingham County. Weren't you guys... Didn't you declare it a, a gun sanctuary city a while back? We did. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, with my good buddy Dave Campbell, who's <laughs> been on your show uh, yeah, yeah. a few times. So, yeah, uh, you know, here's the thing. The, our way of living here in southern Illinois is obviously different from those in Cook County. Our views are different. Um, but we just want to be left alone. We, we want our constitutional rights. So we have a, a very strong uh, conservative county here, and they're always trying to uh, – you know, do things that uh, that secure those freedoms for us. And Dave's done that with the with the Second Amendment stuff. We did it when we sued the uh, sued the governor. And there's still, you know, there's still some a lot of different avenues that are going on out there. You have the Calkins case end up going to state supreme court uh, and losing. But if you read the dissenting opinion or even the opinion, uh, boy, it leaves you with even more questions about uh, you know how could they possibly uh, view it this way. You have on the federal side, you got the Bruin case, uh, which I think is probably the one that uh, is going to get this kicked out. And then we still have our case uh, with Tom DeVore. Uh, we actually have another uh, hearing in January on that. So good. there's a lot of different people that are out there fighting for your freedoms, uh, a lot of good gun owners, a lot of good organizations, and uh, reach out and support them. I know at, at our store, uh, we've just, the support has been overwhelming. Uh, so. I think you're seeing a large case of civil disobedience, and I think in due time that uh, we'll get this thing turned around. Well said. Levi Slater, uh, great having you on today, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. Keep up the great fight. We uh, we, we appreciate you, sir. Uh, owner of uh, Accuracy Firearms there in Effingham County, so be sure and to pay them a, a visit if you live over in that area and show them some support because they've all been injured by this ridiculous law, um, much more so than than the guns have injured anyone. I mean, honestly, uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Did you hear what he said? It even includes... This gun, they can't sell because it has a threaded barrel. It's interesting how they decided which ones they wanted to ban. And I I was going to make this comment to Levi. You know, they're swimming upstream in this case, trying to reverse this because you have CNN, as Levi was talking with you, Mark, airing something about mass shootings with guns. It had statistics up there. And and one of the ways that they had phrased it was America's experience with guns. (laughs) And it was just bullet point after bullet point about gun violence being on the rise, that language. These are the people that that lie all of the time to try to fit their agenda. Yeah. They lump they lump in any shooting that happened uh, even after hours near a school ground as a school shooting just to try to falsely inflate the numbers to try to make their point. They lump in suicides by gun 
as part of gun violence statistics, in their word, to try to inflate the numbers. I mean, it, it, they, there's, no, there's no depth to which they won't go to try to achieve their, their goal to circumvent your Second Amendment rights. If people were doing this on the First Amendment or any other number of amendments, there'd be hell to pay. But as long as it's the Second Amendment, it seems to be okay. Hopefully the Supreme Court steps in and shuts this garbage down. I'm just saying. All right, always great information uh, when you're talking about uh, this this law. But hey, Amy Coney Barrett, hey, how about that? Yeah, uh, she's she's in the fight for it, and this has happened. I mean, it happened with the conversion kits where the Fifth District Court changed that rule with the arm brace thing. Uh, so r- maybe we do have a, a justice system in this we, country. I th- I'm hoping when it comes to this, this is so obvious to me as a non-lawyer, and I've talked to a lot of lawyers who feel the same way that this should get overturned uh, when it when it gets to the high court uh, completely overturned when it gets to the Have high I, court as as i've heard from wise people before we don't need to change the constitution <laughs> we just need to read the constitution <laughs> we're crying out loud amen All amen right. yep coming up uh, we are going to talk about that shooting out at the campus of the university of nevada las vegas some new information coming out on that and really some surprising reactions to law enforcement by some of the kids on campus we're going to on that to, campus on that campus that we're there yeah <laughs> yeah we're going to talk to a sergeant betsy brantner smith coming up from the national police association on second amendment radio in the great outdoors after midnight, after midnight we're gonna let it all hang Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm Bo Matthews, Mark Cox. There's Carl Middleman, our executive producer. And uh, it has been a uh, it has been a crazy week again. And uh, talking about the shooting at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, scary times. Uh, And that's why we always go to an expert. And on the Missouri Brush Control guest line, uh, coming back to the show, Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith. Uh, she's retired. She's spokesperson for the National Police Association, a nonprofit that uh, supports law enforcement officers across the U.S. And uh, she goes way back, began her her police dispatcher career at 17 and held positions in patrol, investigations, narcotics, juveniles. She's legit. She is a boss. She is Sergeant Betsy Brantner smith Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, ma'am. How are you? Hey, good morning, and thanks so much for having me to talk about this this horrific situation at UNLV. Uh, I'll tell you, the one thing that I noticed in the press conferences is, you know, not many people are going to brag about or show their their pride in the law enforcement. But the sheriff did. And the uh, I think it was the governor that was also at that uh, press conference. Everybody was just uh, raving about uh, how law enforcement acted and, and reacted to the situation. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I absolutely did. You know, the the two uh, police detectives engaged the shooter, 67-year-old Anthony Polito, uh, who is allegedly a career college professor. That's a whole other discussion. But um, they immediately ran toward the shots, engaged him, and eliminated him. So, you know, once again, good guys with a gun stop the bad guys with the gun. But I just have to tell you this, as I was I was flipping around channels, watching the different news feeds, 
And uh, and there were some really ridiculous anti-law enforcement sentiment by some of these infantilized students at the UNLV. And uh, and in fact, I called on the UNLV today on X to uh, perhaps teach their students some respect and help them grow up a little bit. Yeah. What, what were the comments? I didn't see that. Well, on Fox News, they interviewed a witness who immediately talked about how triggered he was that the police officers were shouting at the students. They were raising their voices. Now, understand what law enforcement had to do was go in and they had to clear the business building and the student union and other buildings around there room by room by room. This is a huge campus. It's close to the airport. And, uh, and, you know, they, they uh, did such a great job of, you know, they stopped all the flights at the airport, um, gave a good, you know, stop, not a shelter. They gave a shelter in place, but they also said, you know, stop, hide, fight. You know, they, they encourage students if they have to, uh, you know, to, uh, I'm sorry, run, fight, hide, uh, run, hide, fight. Um, there were other students that as the police were bringing them out of rooms, they were videotaping myself, uh, themselves saying, oh, shoot me, shoot me, and piggy, piggy, oink, oink. Um, It was, uh, you know, but I will say that the sheriff, the the governor, other political leadership, the university leadership um, were absolutely glowing in their praise for law enforcement. And uh, and this is a police department um, that, you know, knows what they're doing. They've dealt with this kind of uh, um, situation before, obviously, multiple times. And uh, I've trained there a lot. My husband and I have tra- been training there for 20-some years. And, uh, and these are great cops, and they showed us yesterday yeah. what fine law enforcement professionals but, but, but they plus, really are. Plus, you know, I'm sorry for these snowflakes who got triggered because they were being yelled at. But when an officer goes into a situation like that, Sergeant, they, they don't know for sure who the bad guy is or if the bad guy had any accomplices. You, you're you're trying to clear the scene and evaluate threats at the same time, right? Yeah. Remember, we're at a, a stage right now where one of the biggest things we're thinking about is terrorism. So here we have a college campus. They've already engaged one shooter, 67-year-old guy. We have got to find out, are there explosives? Are there uh, other bad guys are there booby traps you know additional weapons things like that there's so much for law enforcement to have to do and we've got to do it calmly and methodically but quickly and you're dealing with you know panicked people who really don't know what's going on and you don't know who are the good guys and who are the bad guys so in these types of situations you've got to you know get people out search their backpacks have their hands up things like that. Sergeant uh, Smith is our guest uh, on this uh, subject. And I I think uh, two observations. Number one, those that are listening to this program right now need to be listening as a lesson uh, as to what to do in a situation when law enforcement shows up to a situation. So pay attention to what she is saying, because uh, she is she is the trainer. She is the one that works with law enforcement and knows what she's talking about. I've been doing it over 20 years. Um, the, the other thing that caught me off guard when the story broke, actually, Sergeant, is the airport thing. Why Why did they shut down the airport? It, I don't know if I've heard that before in in a mass shooting type situation. The UNLV campus is um, literally a stone's throw 
from Harry Reid International Airport. So I think that was a very good call on the part of the sheriff. And again, what are we thinking about? What are we talking about right now? We're talking about terrorism. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that was a that was a very good move. You know, it's I was just there. I was in that airport two days ago and uh, it's a really busy airport. This is the holiday travel season. Um, But it was a it was a really good move on their part. Um, you know, and and we had, you know, the the political political class started in on this whole situation uh, within about ten minutes. You know, calling for assault weapons bans and and things like that. Where there were some things going on in Washington D.C. and uh, and it, in reality, this shooter uh, had a handgun. He didn't have anything unusual. Um, he apparently applied for a job. We haven't had 100% confirmation on that, but he applied for a job there. He's a career um, uh, university professor, didn't get the job, maybe had an argument with somebody, um, but he wasn't targeting students. This was all staff uh, and other professors that he uh, targeted. Well, Sergeant, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was going to make an observation here. As I read these initial reports on this shooting, and even up until... Thursday, even they they were none of the articles would mention what kind of gun was used. And whenever I see that in the wake of a shooting like this, what that tells me is that it wasn't an assault rifle, because if it was, that would have been the lead story, because it gives them the the narrative they need as they continue to push for bans on these scary black rifles. And, And now we know it was a handgun. Absolutely. And unfortunately, the UNLV campus is a gun-free zone. So any of the students there um, who would have uh, wanted to exercise their Second Amendment rights and protect themselves and their friends, you know, they were unable to do so as law-abiding citizens. And that's that's one of the things around this country. When you see these gun-free zones, and this is something you guys talk about all the time, um, who do they protect? They protect the criminals. They don't. They don't protect anybody else. And I'll tell you, my kids are older. But if my kids were on a college campus right now, I'd want them on a campus like Hillsdale University or Liberty University, um, where you can uh, arm yourself and train with your firearm right on campus and uh, and be able to pre- protect yourself and your friends. Yeah, I love that. It's a good point. Well, I've got a I've got a, an observation that uh, a friend of mine, his daughter's going to a very conservative college, and th- uh, this is her second year, and uh, they picked this college because it's a conservative family, and they have certain thoughts. And uh, he shared a uh, Thanksgiving story when they all got together uh, that he realized that his daughter had gone woke on a major level, and she's at a conservative college. And she happened to have a roommate that was not so conservative, but the 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 creep uh, is is moving even into conservative colleges and changing young lives. I mean, because you know, just think, young people's brains are so so much like a sponge that they're just looking for information. But man, the the left, the hard left, is really going hard at anybody and everybody, especially the young people. And that's what's uh, slated to move up and uh, and you know be part of the culture of our, our country and politics of our country. So it was actually very scary uh, to to hear this conversation because he was so proud to send his daughter to this particular school and. This is what's happening even there. You know, today is Pearl Harbor Day, and I want everybody to think about how many heroic 
men were involved in Pearl Harbor Day who were under the age of 22. In other words, college aged. And yet at this campus yesterday at UNLV, when this shooter started his attack, one of the things the police were concerned about was there was a student event outside of the business college um, building where students were eating fun food and playing with Legos as part of the stress reduction for finals. Let's contrast that with the young men and women who were killed, injured, or acted heroically on Pearl Harbor Day. One of the things we need to do in this nation um, is to go back to helping people 18 and over grow up. it's, It's such a good point. Uh, you mentioned the greatest generation there. I worry all the time. And, you know, I've talked to people who are military veterans and retired generals, and I've asked them, what if we face that again? Do, do you worry at all in the back of your head that the that the, uh, the, the the backbone is not there in the generations we've been bringing up since? I mean, I like to believe because at every point in American history, the right person has risen to the occasion or the American people have risen to the occasion. I, I, I worry about that these days when you've got it, when you yeah. need a safe space on campus because the person you didn't vote for got elected president, you can't deal with that little bit of stress. What would you do facing the trials and, and the, and the gunfire that, that the greatest generation faced in world war two? I, I worry about that all the time. I'll tell you what, let me put you at ease just a little bit. My husband and I still travel this country and train law enforcement officers. And the Gen Z uh, folks that we meet, the young police officers and police cadets that we meet around this country, um, would absolutely warm your heart. And uh, they love this country. They love the profession of law enforcement. And that's what we're trying to do at the National Police Association, is encourage more of those young people to come to this profession because the tide, you know, that, that pendulum is swinging back where most people appreciate their law enforcement. Most people love law enforcement. So I think we, we are right to have a lot of hope in this upcoming generation, but we got to work harder. I would say, I would say that's true. A lot of people do support law enforcement, but why do the anti-law enforcement uh, and the defund the police uh, people their their speaker is so much louder, and that's what that's what bugs me. I do want to point out that uh, in in one story that I saw about the shooter in Vegas uh, was sixty seven year old career college professor. Um, how about hats off to the people that did not hire the guy? Something <laughs> yeah. something you know did not pass the vetting uh, situation. But then you see where we're at here after this. It's like, what is what is going on in this world? Uh, I'm sure in days to come, we'll learn more about who he was. Uh, Polito, I guess his name was. Uh, I'd love to know more about, you know, his politics. I'd, I'd love to know because it seems like so many of these mass shooters that you, you know, we hear about are from the left. They are, you know, in a situation that uh, mental illness, obviously, in this case, is real. Well, it is. You know, it's the same with the, the shooter that we just had in, in Texas in the last couple of days. You know, a, a mentally ill guy who went on a shooting rampage. Um, mental illness in this country is uh, is a horrible problem. We The CDC just announced that we had 50,000 suicides, a record number of suicides uh, in, in a year's time. And uh, we're not getting a handle on it. And 
And uh, the, the problem is, is we have gone too far in giving the mentally ill rights and we don't give rights to the crime victims or potential crime victims or the families of the mentally ill. We've got to go back, uh, unfortunately, but we have got to go back to being able to involuntarily commit people to mental institutions. And that means we've got to put money into those mental health institutions and we've got to start getting uh, people with mental illness some help instead of just letting them live on their on our streets and calling 911 when our mentally ill uh, relative is uh, out of control. It's that's, a problem. It's a good point. They're paying they're they're putting them on medications and putting them out into society and it's just it's just wrong on so many levels and this is just another example of that. Well, Sergeant uh, Smith, thank you so much for being accessible to us for Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. We appreciate uh, your career, your life's work, you and your husband together. Uh, be safe and uh, happy holidays. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Our, our pleasure. Uh, Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith there, a spokesperson for the National Police Association. And, uh, you know, uh, Bo, uh, here we go again. I was so glad to get her on here with that news that that this was a handgun. I I've not been able to find it was, it was you couldn't find that information in the mainstream media. But you know, had it been a rifle, that would have been the lead story. Oh, just the image of it, right? Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. the person with the yeah, long yeah. gun. Uh, yeah, when when we all know that most crimes are done with handguns, and, and it didn't stop the president of the United States of America from coming out in the in the White House uh, this week and calling again for a ban on assault weapons right I mean I mean he did they don't care it, if, if it fits if it fits their narrative uh they think it they, they'll try to make it fit the narrative whether it does or not and that's just a just a shame okay well uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of Second Amendment radio on the great outdoors always a great conversation uh, and uh, just one more reminder that uh, I believe at this time that you're hearing this show, we still may have a ticket or two for the uh, 12 uh, Guns of... Uh, no, sorry, that was my old title. Uh, the Year of Guns Gun Raffle. What is 12 Guns of Christmas a bad thing? Is no, that a bad I name? take 12 Guns at Christmas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, f- find me on uh, on Facebook, Bo Matthews. Uh, contact me and uh, we'll get you a ticket if they're still available, that is. Sounds for the great. Police officer support Yeah, it, what, right. a, what a great cause, too. All right, uh, buy yourself a ticket for that. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on the next edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. I'm front row in Las Vegas, and there's a big one on tonight. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 